Over to you, Claire. Thank you. Um, so that was my last role as an academic cat herder. So I spent the last 10 years trying to get clinicians and academics talking to each other inside Oxford. And now I'm working on trying to get different disciplines working together across the UK through the National Consortium of Intelligent Medical Imaging. Um, as Mike says, it's one of the initiatives we're working around the ethics of the use of image data in medical imaging. NCME involves 15 hospital trusts across the length and breadth of the UK, um, nine industry partners, so we've got a particular interest in the use of patient and health data by companies, both small and international global players, and a spread across cancer, cardiovascular medicine, metabolic health, stroke, you name it, we're probably pursuing something with it. And um, we were one of five centres set up by through the life sciences industry strategy just over a year ago to support AI developments in medical imaging and digital pathology with the view that these were some of the low hanging fruit where you could see the use of AI and the use of healthcare data for innovation and to drive patient impact. So as I said, we were set up um, with a range of aspirations to support companies and academics in progressing particular use cases of AI in healthcare. Um, and so ensuring that we're engaging the NHS workforce in how we're doing that and in an ethical way that you're including patient consent, both for retrospective as well as prospective data collection, which some of you may have seen in The Guardian over the weekend, the idea of anonymised data and can you really anonymise data is one that's close to the conversations we're having in the live for us at the moment, how people feel about the use of commercial entities engaging with their health data sets. Um, and also trying to ensure that we're bringing the patient and public perspective in, which is where we've been working with Mike and Mackenzie and some of the Ethox Centre. So we're supporting a range of different projects and they're sort of mapped out along a pipeline of AI development from areas of clinical unmet need all the way through to companies with solutions that they're looking to test and deploy into the NHS. And those present different challenges in terms of whether they're being prospectively or retrospectively acquired, whether there is informed consent around these studies, and then the aspects around deployment of AI developed by large entities such as GE Healthcare um, in the US and the deployment of those into the NHS. And also the questions around how we ensure that everybody in the ecosystem is creating value back out of that. So not only the commercial value proposition, but also societal, academic, commercial and other forms of value that we're working with both Mike and the team and some of our external collaborators around how to capture those different types of value. So those are all projects we're progressing um, through the ecosystem. I wanted to give a couple of quick examples. So this is one that involves one of, it was a startup that spun out of the University of Oxford just over a year ago. So this was an academic research group that have used data from cardiac CT images and are progressing a new measure for fat attenuation index, which is a new marker that picks up of those 50% of people that go for a cardiac CT because they're at risk of cardiovascular disease, about half of them are sent away going, you're fine. Of that 50%, about 25% of those are actually at risk. And this new marker has been picked up through looking at the same images you were acquiring already. And you can detect new risk disease cohorts that you can then pick up and do something with more proactively. So the group inside the university developed an, an algorithm for this, and we're supporting them in scaling that up and gathering more data sets to develop that into a solution could, that could then be deployed into the NHS. Um, this is another quite different cohort. So we're working with a charity called Hemochromatosis UK. Hemochromatosis is an incredibly common genetic hereditary disorder, which is um, involved with, it had, presents as iron overload, but is chronically misdiagnosed with a lag of about 20 to 25 years before people are accurately diagnosed. The treatment is giving blood. 
So it's not of interest to big pharma companies because they're not going to make a big bang for their buck out of trying to cure these patients. Um, but it is an unmet need where the use of imaging can pick up the disease through an MRI scan and you can detect the iron levels in their liver and get them treated much sooner. So we're supporting a company in progressing how you would take that standard of care MRI images and flag up to patients and clinicians that they're at risk of having excessive iron and then be treated through giving blood. Um, and these patients, so Karina is actually the chair of the charity and um, she was, as you can see, symptoms at 20 and took over 25 years to be diagnosed. The charity themselves are very interested in directly donating their image and other patient data sets for research and for commercial research as well. So talking with them about what it means to be a patient that wants to donate their image records directly for research and commercial use. Just at the other end of the extreme is our e-stroke suite. So this is deployed in the NHS currently and is a new method for mobile device pickup detection of patients more rapidly for those at risk of stroke and intervention. And this is about putting that app solution into the hands of the clinicians to be able to, to read the scans remotely and then get the patients that need to be into um, the appropriate clinical care pathway. And we've been talking about deploying that into eight new hospitals into London, and that would generate over £17 million worth of quality adjusted life year benefit in the next three years if that was deployed. So very significant potential benefits from an app-based AI solution. Um, just a kind of kind of scroll, scrolling through these. And then another one is critical care suite. So this is something which is a never event in the NHS. Um, nasogastric tubes are placed in order to feed patients who can't otherwise feed themselves. This tends to be a risky situation in the middle of the night in an A&E department where you've got a junior doc who's not slept for 36 hours and is trying to get this patient fed as quickly as possible. If they're incorrectly placed, they can end up not in the stomach, but in the lungs or in the chest cavity and feeding can begin and you can end up either with severe adverse events or you can end up with the dead patient. Um, in order to avoid those arising, we're working with GE to pick up an automation for this process, not to take away the decision from the clinicians, but to flag those where there may be a problem. So trying to help pick up those cases where there may be a risk, um, because otherwise these are picked up as a never event and there are significant financial as well as, well as societal and individual patient impacts for this going awry. So those are sort of three or four of the projects that we're working on across the piece. Um, and all of this is underpinned with the work we've been doing and beginning with Mike and Mackenzie around what does it mean to be using these patient data sets ethically, particularly around image data, which has certain senses of can you ever truly anonymize the data sets we're working with? Um, are we in a fact in a position that you can't work with historic records within the hospitals because can you truly anonymize the data without consent? Can you be using retrospective data sets? And the very different perspectives patients versus the general public feel about the use of image and other data sets for both academic research and commercial research. So we're working with both the Ethox Centre as well as Future Care Capital um, and some of a company called the Behavioural Architects to discuss some of the key drivers and levers for having some of these conversations to bring the patients with us. Um, and we're hoping that by doing this, we'll have generated not only solutions that can help care in the future, but we'll have also supported the generation of an imaging and other data resource for future research projects. And we're keen to kind of pull more people and more groups into this. So if you'd like to come and join and see me, then please do get in touch. Thank you very much. You're welcome.